the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The views and opinions expressed by Rob Black and his guests are not necessarily those of KDOW or its management owners or advertisers and should not be construed as legal tax or investment advice. Always consult with the appropriate advisor before making any investment or financial planning decision. I'm Rob Black. Welcome in. Rob Black and your money. Anything you want to talk about, we could talk about. Real estate bubbles. Red flags that indicate a real estate market crash. Phoenix area homes finally surpassed their 2006 peak 12 years after things fell apart. Apartment complex prices now less than half their 2006 peak. Interesting times, right? You kind of get caught up in this stuff and trying to figure out what's right or what's wrong. Taking a look at the stock market today. Last week, we had a market driven by Apple in defensive issues. Defensive issues meaning things go bad. We still have to eat food, consumer staples. Things go bad. I'm not going to cut my cable or my telephone until I have to. Utilities, telecommunication services. Things go bad. I'm not going to cut my electricity or my gas. Utilities. That's when they go up. You go, okay, I got it. People are a little spooked. We saw Facebook come out today and say they're going to start making some relationships. They'd like to make relationships with banks. Stock goes up. Pretty impressive, huh? Like, whoa, Facebook banks. Wait, 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 wait. Did you just have some privacy issues? The banks don't yet, or they have, if you're Wells Fargo and some other issues, but you get the idea. So a lot going on out there right now. It's the end of summer. And it's summer's drawing to an end, and we kind of get more f- more focused. October is sometimes a pretty scary month when you start factoring in. I'm not going to say the word crashes. It's kind of like if you're painting on top of a ladder that's 20 feet tall, you don't say tumble, fall, crash. You don't say anything like that while someone's up there. It's like bad juju. In my industry, when you don't talk a lot about the exact on when the crash is going to come. Um, there's a lot of, some stocks have value, some stocks have, are too extended. CBS has a lot of drama going on right now. And if you know me, I like to save the drama for Lorenzo Lamas. Now, I'm not a big, big, I'm not a big fan of drama. Um, I got to the point in relationships where I'm like, anything, anything but drama. Like, go get me a gun, I'll just shoot myself. Like, I don't need drama. Lorenzo Lamas right over there, Dwell. CBS has ruled ratings in television for 15 in the last 16 years, but they are competing against cord cutters. And now they've got drama. You know, they, they're doing well. They're, you know, they've got a Netflix-style streaming service. Some things are thriving over at the company. But their CEO, Les Moonves, may not be a manager for much longer of the company. Ronan Farrow wrote an article in, New York, in The New Yorker that kind of is a follow-up piece to the Harvey Weinstein expose. 
In this case, he's saying six women accused less move as of harassment, intimidation, or assault. I can't own that stock. Fortunately, I don't, but I can't. It's too much drama. And I'll say this. If the CEO of a company that I own goes up on a uh, clock tower and shoots people, I can't own that stock. If it's alleged that he's going to go up on a clock tower and shoot people, I can't own that stock. Success or failure starts at the top of a company. And there's a lot of drama right now. There's a lot of Me Too movement. Um, a lot of people right now are saying, wait, CBS, you let go of Charlie Rose pretty darn fast. And now your big boss, Moonvez, is being accused. We need him to go. If you're going to be consistent. Now, I'm not, I'm not passing judgment. I'm not, that's, I'm not that judge, jury, and executioner. What I am is the jury executioner of money, and I, I can't own stocks like that. It's too hot for me. So it's a civil war, and uh, no one wins in the civil war. So take a look at some stocks out on the move today. Intel's a little bit lower. Mm, they got a downgrade. You know why? Because of competition over at AMD. Qualcomm's up after getting upgraded to outperform over at Cowden Company. That's an interesting one because will they or will they not go on a merger binge? And will they or will they not go on a share buyback if they don't go on a merger binge? Newell Rubbermaid. I know you're saying, I know some Newell Rubbermaid products. You probably do. They're higher after reporting better than expected second quarter earnings. Yay. Sotheby's. Bid five, bid five, bid five, go six, 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 do I hear six, six, like, yes, the people who do bids, ticker symbol bid, B-I-D. The auctioneer earned a buck nine on share of revenue of $345 million. Analysts were looking for a buck 55, so that's a big mess. Sotheby's is tied to what? Global stock markets and global economies being kind of excited. And wealthy people going, you know what? I own a house in every continent. Now I have to put artwork in every house. So there's a lot of big patrons to the arts. And uh, one of the things they do is they buy them and then they give them to museums and the museum pays the insurance while they get the claim of, woohoo, that's mine. Elsewhere out there as far as big stories go, trade war still is uh, on a pretty consistent path of headline news. So we deal with that. Um, Qualcomm and Bluebird in the news today for very different reasons. Um, Bluebird is up 4.3% after Regeneron Pharmaceutical said that it would make a $100 million investment in the biotech company shares. So Bluebird Bio, ticker symbol blue, a lot of buzz, a lot of buzz about their technology. Now, here's my problem. I'm not good at biology. I'm okay at chemistry. I'm not so good at trigonometry. I was good at trigonometry. I'm not so good at geometry. Really good at algebra. Dominated calculus, not so good at biology. So biotech companies are tougher for me to analyze. And even though I could, you have to be kind of cautious because one company is cure, looking for the cure for cancer, and you've got the guy, you've got the scientist, you've got the team, you've got the data, you've got phase two trial clinicals, you've got phase three starting, almost finished, looking good, and someone else comes up with it. It's really, really tough because it's a, I'm not going to say it's all poker chips in or not, but pretty close. Biotech, tough to analyze. Jacob Engineering. Um, I went away for, from the Bay Area for about a week. Came back, and I was like, whoa, it looks like they built more. 
Jacobs Engineering Construction Services um, reportedly earned one point dollar thirty-five revenue, four point one billion. Um, shares are up six point eight percent on this news. These are happy days, my friend. Happy days are here again. If you own a construction company, I've heard construction companies, some of the, the um, project managers, if the bit, if the cost would be four hundred thousand dollars for home improvement, they're like, we'll do it for five hundred, but nothing less. Take it or leave it. And people are saying, yeah, because the demand for construction workers and construction companies in the Bay Area, not California, uh, well, just take a look around. A lot of houses are burning down. Construction workers are not at a loss for work. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial, money, investing, and more. You can find me online at Rob Black Show, Twitter Rob Black Show, YouTube Rob Black Show. Want the podcast with music? Find the link to the other version of the podcast by going to Rob Black's Twitter. His handle is at Rob Black Show. Listen to Rob Black and Your Money weekday mornings, 7 to 9 on AM 1220 KDOW. I'm Rob Black, talking money, investing, and more. Thanks for listening to the show. I'm a big fan of education. I know that sounds kind of... I like healthcare. I like puppies. I like education. I like education when it comes to finances. Um, I don't read a lot of fiction at this point in my life. So maybe later. Murder mysteries aren't my thing. Uh, Horror novels don't go. But Bloomberg is a great great place to start some education on your end bloomberg.com bloomberg magazine um i'm not against the forbes the fortunes magazines but you need to be really really careful on what is a sponsored advertisement and what's not i guess with radio television and the internet you got to watch and know where your information is coming from there's a guy on a sports radio station in the bay area that he's breaking some laws with disclosures, he's breaking some laws with his um, the way he promotes his business. And he's using a sports audience, sports radio audience, as these guys heavily dominate a male. Not saying that women don't listen to sports, but it's still a medium that you can kind of see a lot of spots and dots. You can see a lot of things, a lot of numbers working. And um, I just be cautious where you're getting your information. See if you can't like, um, figure out the intent. So I like information from Bloomberg. I like information from the New York Times. I'm not against all information. But, for instance, when Kiplinger's has a ad or has a, a segment, an article that says, um, you know, the top three ways to maximize profits on Wall Street, and then you read it and here are the top three ways and then when you read the fine print it says oh and this was paid for an advertisement i mean i'm not going to say it's fake news but it does kind of it does kind of misfire so to speak so that's where i'm at at this point in time misfire or no misfire there's a lot of big risks right now in global investing and global investing information is tougher to get bloomberg does okay CNBC does okay. I like the Financial Times. It matches well with the Wall Street Journal and the New York Times. Um, Financial Times is kind of a a UK (laughs) version of Wall Street Journal. And again, I'm not saying that they're perfect. Because if you take a look around journalists today, you don't see a lot of Bernsteins. 
You don't see a lot of people who take down presidents. You see a lot of young kids. And sometimes they're getting paid by the word. Sometimes they're getting paid by the click. But they've probably never worked for a business that they're writing out. I remember uh, there's a woman, and I'm not knocking women, who works at Fox, who covers the oil industry. Uh, Melissa Francis. And I don't think she'd mind me saying this. So she worked in tech before. She worked at Tech TV and CNBC. I'm not quite sure that her degree in broadcasting qualifies her and then her small career in tech and a much bigger career in oil. And I'm sure she's got great contacts, but I'm not quite sure that qualifies as giving me good financial information on oil. Um, now, again, she's not she's a bad example because she's on a major network that has a lot of resources. But sometimes you're reading articles by someone who is trying to get your business and or someone who has absolutely no credentials. So that's out there. So right now, big risks in global, global risks right now. There's not only a global trade war risk, but there's also a global revenue GDP deceleration risk. How much, how far? Trade tensions have left the realm of Twitter, and they've, the president's, you know, thumbing on Twitter has spilled into markets and leaving investors, you know, how to assess the odds of trade wars and how big and how huge they're going to be. So there's a little bit of, there's kind of a populism thing going on right now that you have to be very aware of. Trade skirmishes and diverging monetary policies. The United States is raising interest rates while other countries around the world are following us, but very, very slowly. Some countries still are trying to cut interest rates. When rates are universally low, money floods in the United States, stocks, and riskier assets. So some stocks that you should start thinking about that are tied towards a global new world, in my opinion, a company called Saga. It's a British travel insurance company targeting 50-year-olds and older with cruises, package tours. You've probably never heard of it. There's another big international company that you probably have, Telefonica Brazil. Brazil's largest telecom company. It's not held up well, or it has actually held up pretty well compared to its uh, country's deep recession. And it's telling you, like, there's some resilience there. There's something there. But their country has kind of fallen into collapse. But you know how sometimes we're saying, hey, the best form sector in the United States is telco services because we're going to stick with your, your telephone plan? It's showing you that that's kind of true in Brazil. When... Um, Stuff hits the fan. People are sticking with their telco services. Proven in Brazil. Sing Tao Beer. Uh, Chinese brewer. It's relatively insulated from trade wars since its demand is domestic. And it's tons of cash. I know you're saying that's Irish because I've heard you before. It's ton- Irish for tons of cash. Real Dutch shell. See, there's other ways of playing investing other than just the U.S. stocks that you're so comfortable with. Alibaba and Baidu. Baidu has multiple sources of growth, including video, audio, search, regardless of trade issues. It has more cash than debt. So you don't have to live in a world where you just struggle with what you're seeing in the U.S. You can go global. Europe's economic gains cooled earlier in the year due to the ultimate inability of some industries there to meet demand. You know, but unlike past periods of turmoil, global economic growth, it's still pretty strong right now. So 
I like reading mutual funds and their their corporate information that they give out legally through their disclosures. I like reading Oakmark International. They got a, um, a manager named Dave Harrow. He's a veteran. He's gone through a lot of global crises. So anything Oakmark International ticker symbol O A K I X publishes, I'll read. Go to their website. Download their 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 prospectus. Start there. Go with the the regular letters they send out. How do they compare against President Trump and Emmanuel Macron? Populists? Time tells. Educate yourself and try to avoid fake news. Try to fake, avoid uh, some of the shabbiness out there. I'm Rob Black. Catch Rob Black and Rob Black and Your Money live on the Bay Area Airwaves. Weekday mornings from 7 to 9 on AM 1220 KDOW and streaming live on the KDOW radio app or KDOW.biz. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial, money, investing, and more. Anything you want to talk about, we could talk about. So I just did a a segment on Apple and should you own it or should you not. And I don't have that answer for you. I can tell you that I think they have enough opportunities. And they've got enough costs on their financials that they can slash. And that's not necessarily a good thing or bad thing. But Wall Street tends to like it when people get fired. And Apple, you know, has the ability to buy some of their competitors and steal some of their technology. Not steal, but R&D their technology. And you're starting to see companies try to differentiate themselves with, we use all solar power. Everyone's focusing on the future right now. So I throw that out there for you. It's a big company. It's the Andre the Giant of stocks. It is tough, or the mountain from Game of Thrones, to give you a better reference. It's tough to get bigger than that. It's like, I'm the mountain mountain, or I'm the, the mountain with a big mole on it. It's tough to get bigger. So throw that out there. Mortgage rates have been up recently, and a lot of people think this may be the beginning of the end for housing. Now, we've heard this before, <clears throat> have we not? Housing is starting to fall apart. Run, chicken little, run. And we always look back... Like, why did you tell me the stock market was going to crash? Okay. <laughs> That's totally fair. Because um, I don't have a crystal ball is probably the right answer. But you're going to see times where people look at the um, housing markets and they'll say, look at what's happening in Sweden. Look what's happening in Australia. Look what's happening in Southern California. London house prices fall in stark division with the rest of the UK. New York's not having a hot year. If you're like, well, that's not my house. Well, you don't know because you haven't put your house up for sale. So that's out there. Um, And it's warning signs that you want to pay attention to. But with that being said, you don't want to get too caught up in it. Anyhow, uh, mortgage rates are, in my opinion, clearly marching higher, right? So as mortgage rates have moved higher all year long and last year, trending higher, you're seeing the cost of a mortgage move higher. And that could be what undoes the housing market. In large part, the costs go up for owning a home. If you own a million dollar home or a $500,000 home at 4%, it's way cheaper than it is at 5% on a mortgage rate. So we pay attention to this. Again, we don't over-dramatize it. I don't want to live, I don't want to push you into a world of fear. If I were to say, has Apple peaked? 
And is Apple a correlation to housing prices? I can see there's a correlation if you were to say Apple, Google, Facebook, as they go, so goes Peninsula. You could probably start looking at some studies as as Apple, Google, and Facebook do, so goes cities and areas like Truckee and Tahoe and Hawaii. If your stock's near all-time high, sometimes you get it yourself. Hey, sugar bugger, our stock's at an all-time high. What should we do? I don't know. Should we buy a a boat? Ah, I don't want to get a boat. I get seasick. Maybe we should buy a, a vacation house. So luxury items tend to start shooting higher when stocks are at all-time highs. And a luxury item is a second home. So there's a lot going on with this whole you know, simple, simple concept of mortgage rates. They're on the rise for the second consecutive week. They've hit the 30-year levels not seen since last May. I know you're saying, okay, okay. That's not, you know, we're not breaking out. Upward trend, though, comes at a time when there's a challenging period in the United States and I think internationally. May house prices that were released last week reflected a slowdown in the upward trend in house prices. The sector is beginning to see an upward trend in inventories, supply and demand. So if you were to say, oh, Cristobal, can you please tell me when housing has hit an all-time high? Well, I think it's at an all-time high in some markets, and I would be cautious. Um, in large part, until we see what the Fed... I own homes. I'm not selling homes. Would I be cautious committing new money? I'd be picky. You don't want to buy property at an all-time high with mortgage costs at you know trending higher. Right now, the 30-year fixed mortgage is right around 4.6% up in the United States. A year ago, that was 3.93%. You could buy a lot more home then. 15-year mortgage sits now at 4.0%. 4.08 versus last year's 3.18. That's almost a 33% cost increase in the cost of interest rates. That's big. It makes it you buy way less. So housing and mortgages out there at this point in time, and again, supply and demand. Demand's starting to creep higher. Supply is starting to creep higher, and demand rebalancing should ultimately provide some much-needed relief for prospective home buyers. And we haven't said that in a while. And again, it's eh. the thing that I hate is I do think real estate is all about location, location, location. And sometimes it can make no sense for you. But in the end, it does catch up, and interest rates are one of those things that, that, that are important. But also, I want you to take a look at data and see that housing prices do come down significantly at times. And it's really important for you to be honest with yourself on your monthly, your mortgage payment. Because you can buy a house at $500,000, it can go up to a million. It can go back down to 500, down to 250, but you're still paying that $500,000 mortgage. It felt like a value when the thing was double up, but it feels like a, a, a anchor when prices move ever so slightly lower. I'm kind of sad today. Andrew Nui is uh, leaving Pepsi. Not a lot of women, not a lot of women um, run corporate companies in America. And I would say she was one of the most famous ones probably of all time, right? Is that fair to say? PepsiCo's big company. Big, 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 big company. So Apple, Facebook, and Spotify have shut down InfoWars Alex Jones. I don't get too much into political content as far as media goes. Whether you like Art Jones, Alex Jones, or if you like Art Bell talking about you know alien aircrafts and UFOs, or if you like Rush Limbaugh, political shows are awesome. 
I, I think they, you know, they, they give you know a lot of content that people want to hear. And in radio and television and podcasts, it, it's an industry that's struggling right now. Podcasts are booming, obviously, but they don't have the money that radio is to have. Radio is doing okay right now, but they don't make the you know the the broad swath that television makes. Television right now, if you're a local market, you're you're all about the elections. Except for you're in a, unless you're in a California television market, because in California you've got two political parties. You've got Democrats and extreme liberals. And the D- Democrats hate the extreme liberals, and the extreme liberals hate the Democrats, and they both laugh at the Republicans in coastal towns of California. I'm not talking about all of anything. But, um, so Apple has scrubbed nearly all of Alex Jones's Inf- InfoWars podcast from iTunes and its podcast app. I don't know how I feel about this. Political leanings aside, I don't... I, we have the right to say stupid things, but we don't have the right to say fire at a movie theater. And I don't know about the right for hate speech. I'm not an attorney. I'm not smart enough. I kind of thought we had the right to say it. But Apple says they don't tolerate hate speech, adding the creators who violated its guidelines would be punished. That's, to me, a little... See, that can get a little bit off the train tracks. Where do you draw the line? Is, you know, some of the viral links sent to you that are, how shall we say, not hosted by PG websites? Is that violating... You know, guidelines. And so soon after Apple removed Jones's podcast, Facebook and Spotify also shut down the conspiracy theorists. And I think we all agree that fake news is probably fake news, but does someone have a right to have fake news? I don't know. This is an interesting moment for these big companies as they start becoming purveyors of content. And at one point in time, Apple, Facebook, and Spotify said, this is a wild, wild west. Go at it, guys. While ABC, NBC, CBS, Fox... All said, wait, 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 wait. We're not allowed to do that. Go at it. But we've already seen Facebook admit that 2018, the elections have already started looking like they're being tampered with. And what's that going to look like and sound like in two or three months as we draw closer? Apple does not tolerate hate speech. And, you know, that's an awesome thing. Um, I don't know when we start saying this is what it looks like and this isn't what it looks like. Um. Or we get into a, a situation where, like a justice, Supreme Court justice once said, you know, I know what pornography looks like. I just can't, you know, explain it to you. Um, so companies that glorify violence, which violates graphic violence policy and uses dehumanizing language to describe people who are transgender, Muslims, and immigrants, violates hate speech, as says Facebook's. So Alex Jones goes down. Alex Jones lives long and prospers on YouTube still. We've got two and a half million subscribers. So is Google going to come under war for this? I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial, money, investing, and more. You can find me online at Rob Black Show, Twitter, Rob Black Show, YouTube, Rob Black Show. Don't forget, there's another hour of today's show to listen to. Find it now at kdow.biz or on the KDOW radio app. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial, money, investing, and more. Something's got to give. The way tech stocks have been moving up recently... It's almost too good for all people. Apple hit that vaunted $1 trillion. That's a lot of zeros. Write it down. It's bigger than any other company before it. Apple controls swaths of wealth. Apple employs swaths of wealth. Apple investors swaths of wealth. And the company even has cash reserves that outstrip the GDP of Finland. 
I know. They can buy Finland, which would be kind of cool. Whoa. With the rise of massive tech companies, we're kind of getting into those George Orwellian kind of scope of vision. Of If you've ever looked at, have you ever seen dystopian futures? There's typically uber big, massive companies. And everyone else lives in caves in the darkness. So Apple's been doing big buybacks. Jeff Bezos, though, once famously said that space travel was the only way he could think of to deploy his extensive financial resources. Jeff Bezos, the richest guy in the world, says, I, I want to put my money into going to space. Apple says, I want to put my money into buybacks. Hmm. Then you start giving away. How else do we give money away? There is a big theory out there about giving, not big theory, that corporations like Amazon, Apple, and owe it to the people that use their product to give them money. And maybe be part of a government solution for a universal basic income, which is a proposed solution, tech-driven job losses. And I'll be honest with you, I saw like a, a robot do uh, stunt work recently. I'm like, well, good thing I'm not a stunt man. Better way of saying it is, if I was 10 years old and my dream was to be a stunt man, I'd be like, uh-oh, the writing's on the wall. So there's more and more theories about being more charitable as a nation and more charitable as corporations. Stanford University professor Rob Reich considers whether we should celebrate charitable giving at all. And again, wait, 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 should we not? In 1930, there were about 200 private foundations in the United States. In 2014, there's nearly 100,000 and they've got worth of $800 billion. There's so much money sloshed around foundations whether it's the Gateses, the Jobses, or the Zuckerbergs. The Clinton Foundation paid a play. In the United States and elsewhere, big philanthropy is often an unaccountable, non-transparent, donor-directed, and perpetual exercise of power. Right now, in the um, world of raising money, there's a lot of power in the donor saying, I want my money to go this way. So will foundations have a more meaningful role and will they push government's assistance aside? Something's out there. And then you look at Jeff Bezos and his Blue Origins and less of a profit motive and more of a R&D and bringing the cost of space flight down. Giving money is interesting, to say the least. Let's take a look at some of the big stories out there today. Um, again, buybacks have been a big one. There's no doubt about it as far as holding companies' valuations a little bit higher. Some of the other stories that I do want you to pay attention to and focus on is that it's the start of the week. Summer's starting to wind down. People who were on vacation last week are starting to come back to work as school starts in the next two weeks. Apple was up 9% last week with a trillion-dollar valuation. The S&P 500 kind of rode the coattails of Apple and stopped 1.1% short of its all-time high. We've had a good, good run. And it's not just Apple. Telco services up 2.2% last week. Healthcare up 2.1%. Consumer staples up 1.8%. And utilities up 1.2%. And when you look at utilities, staples, healthcare, and telco, those are considered defensive. So a lot of money last week, while we were all paying attention to Apple, a lot of money 
went into defensive areas. Is that the writing on the wall? China's ready to dig in right now, it looks like, with its protectionist trade measures. The White House is said to be reserving the possibility of imposing tariffs on auto imports from Canada. First round of sanctions go into effect with Iran today. <clears throat> I listened to a lot of Asian CNBC and Asian, Asian Bloomberg over the week. And I can tell you that uh, the world's kind of waiting to see what's going to happen to the United States. And everyone, everyone across the board is saying it's, it's, it's bad for trade. Trade wars is bad for trade. Trade wars don't necessarily equal bad for global economies, but we started to see some weakness in global economies. So there's some flags out there. Germany reported a disappointing 4% decline in June factory orders. And in my opinion, we want everyone to do okay. Sometimes we don't want them to do great, and sometimes we don't want them to do poorly. But as much as I don't like the Germans for what they did to France in World War II, I know you're saying, did you have family in France? No, not that I know of. My mother, yeah, anyway. So Germany, I want them to do well. I want Indonesia to do well. But you don't want it ever to get too hot because it creates inflation. You never want it to get too cold because it creates deflation, which is just as problematic. So PepsiCo announced that near is going to be stepping down as CEO, effective October 3. A little bit sad by that. She's one of those CEOs that if you had CEO bubblegum trading cards, she'd be on it. Pretty dominant, pretty good, pretty ex- ex- expressive and, and solid career. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial. Find me online at Rob Black Show, Twitter Rob Black Show, YouTube Rob Black Show. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.